Am I bleeding or covered in pasta sauce? Pasta sauce. It's December, and tonight only. That's right, December for one night only, right here on Zero Credits. And a World Cup date for you. Also here on Zero Credits, this is going to be a really awkward transition into welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. Good morning, primals. I'm John. And together we're Henry and Good Morning Primals, I'm John, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to save the world from Christmas. You know about primals, Henry? Yes, I do. Primals were... Look, okay, here's the history of everything you need to know. Because uh, before there were Autobots and Decepticons, there were the primals, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right about this? <laughs> that sounds right. What's a primal, John? Uh, so primal, in this case, I believe, are uh, are people who, who believe a, a swollen red man when he tells them to eat liver. That's right. I've been reading way oh. too much about this whole liver king thing. Yeah, this liver king man who turns out was taking steroids the whole time to the shock of just his audience. Yeah, I mean, allegedly taking steroids, uh, but also like... I think there is like a band, right? That if someone's in that band, and this is true for like a lot of actors, professional athletes, you're like, I'm not sure if that person's on steroids or not. And in most cases, if they're like paid to be strong or look a certain way, probably because under the right medical supervision, it doesn't make sense not to take them if your livelihood depends on it. But then there are people that you look at and you're like, yeah, I mean, you gotta be. And it would be silly to assume otherwise. And I think Liver King's kind of in that camp. I mean, I can't know, but I mean, Liver King's kind of a perfect embodiment of the idea that, like, the way to live a happy, healthy life is actually very simple. But once people know that, they, they don't want to do it. So you have to give them something difficult and uh exotic and then they think oh right that's got to be it you always want uh, people always want to go for the bad guru because the best guru of course lives inside of you right yeah oh well so yeah i mean people don't want a simple truth like oh the key to happiness is just like changing your perspective and expectations for your life or something like that because that's not hard enough john that's that's inside of us we need something external so that we can overcome it in order to earn the happiness from the world because i don't know if you know this about us john but we're americans and we have been sold that 
sale of goods, that bill of goods, our entire existence. I think it's true for a lot of cultures. Uh, even a, a lot of texts talking about enlightenment talk about this, is that if someone comes up to you with something that's so heterodox, you will follow them because in your heart of hearts, you actually know what the key to happiness is. Or even if we were to boil it down, what's Liver King trying to sell you? A way to feel vital, be healthy, live a long time, and be strong. Everyone knows the answer to that is eat mostly vegetables, don't be an asshole, probably don't drink at all, and maybe never even use drugs, and uh, lift weights and, and run. Everyone knows that to be true, but it's hard, and most people are failing to do that every single day. So if a guy says, oh, you need to eat three pounds of liver and then take these liver pills. And also you need to train deadlifts on a weird flywheel contraption. You're like, Oh, thank God I was right. wrong because right. my idea that was right was hard. Right. And also I've never eaten that liver or taken those liver pills. So it, it must be something I've never done before. That's what will make me happy. Not something that I've been trying to do and failing at. There was actually a, uh, a kind of maestro of enlightenment uh, named G.I. Gurdjieff. Uh, famously, Bill Murray was a student of his, I think. And his uh, general plan was to make his students do increasingly hard, humiliating, silly things. And the end goal is that people would quit and realize, oh, doing increasingly humiliating or strange things can't be the key to enlightenment, and it must be inside me. <laughs> Like his, his point in teaching was to make people fail and realize that people like him can't be trusted. Uh, and oh, wow. uh, I, I don't think Liver King's trying to do that. No, that's uh, but so definitely fascinating. a lesson to learn for sure. Yeah, that's fascinating because that's like a self sacrificial mission. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to teach you that no, none of us should be t trusted. So I'm going to be the Joker. <laughs> Yeah, G.I. Gurdjieff was absolutely the Joker of Enlightenment. Amazing. And everyone knows that the most enlightened person is the person who's already laughing before the joke is told. That's right. The Joker is the most well-adjusted person in Austin. And Hold Gotham. on. Put it, put it up on the board. That's <laughs> we right. Got, we we do this every year. The Zero Credits Most Enlightened Being Award 2022 goes to the Joker, resident of Austin, Texas. We got Emma Stone. We got Elon Musk. We got Joe Rogan. And yes, the Joker is moving to Austin. It truly is the number one city for people to move to. When, when people saw the tax document, Cy was moving to Texas. Everyone's like, well, he can't move to Austin. He's probably going to do like Lakeway or Dripping Springs or something. You know, live in a mansion. But no, he lives at the Chili's at 34th and Lamar. <laughs> 45th and Lamar. 45th and Lamar. Whatever. He lives oh, in the Chili's. The Joker does? The Joker lives in the Chili's. Wow. That, you know, I was just thinking it might be time for some skillet queso and some frosty margs. But if I'm going to run into the Joker, I don't know if I'm going to want to go to that the Chili's. I mean, if going to a Chili's didn't Jokerify you before, it certainly will now. 
If you want to get Jokerified, John, this is a real thing for our listeners and not you because you're vegan. Uh, so don't do this. But if you want to get Jokerified, go to Chili's and order the nachos. They are called traditional nachos. John, I encourage you. I'm I'm going to look for it and try to find it. But look up Chili's traditional nachos and see what you find. Chili's traditional uh, nachos. It's the first image result. Oh, it's the first image. I don't know. I'm using duck duck. (laughs) (laughs) What is is going on here? (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) if you go to Chili's and you order nachos, this is what they bring you. They bring you roughly 20 chips, each perfectly balanced with cheese, meat, and a jalapeno with, uh, with pickle de gallo sour cream and lettuce in the middle of this weird star-shaped formation and they have the gall to call this traditional nachos i mean i don't know what i was expecting but i was not expecting the food art this is so why would they do this i i don't know i do not know I'm, and it, it it infuriates me and confuses me, and it might just if you get if you order this and you don't you're not expecting it, you might just become the Joker. They're like little pizzas. Yeah, they the are. One, the ones that I'm seeing appear to have a perfect like ice cream scoop of sour cream and guacamole. <laughs> yeah, it it is it is baffling. It is bizarre, especially because like, how do you how do you, what one? Why innovate on nachos? Nachos were kind of perfect. Yeah, th- there's no improving them. I like, and and theory on paper, it's like, well, every bite is the perfect bite because there's no bare chips. It's, it's all evenly distributed. In practice, what you get is by the second nacho slice that you're biting into, the chip has completely absorbed all of the moisture, and then it is floppy and just folds in half like paper. I'm actually going to argue that I think the true joy of nachos is their heterogeneity. Like, nachos are great because every nacho is a little different. Yes, exactly. Maybe the, the, you'll the, get a nacho that's just got, like, a little bit of guac and sour cream on it. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, the, the goal of every basket of nachos is to find the most perfect chip because there can only be one and getting it before whoever you're sharing those nachos with can or uh, if when I used to eat nachos, I mean, I still eat nachos. They're just, you know, not they're not Jones. that. But like, you know, I mean, they made a whole I think you should leave sketch uh, about this. That's but, my favorite one. But sometimes when you would order nachos, someone would grab a nacho that had fused to multiple other nachos with cheese. And was like a massive raft for meat and cheese and sour cream. And they just eat it like it's no problem. Oh, like, oh, no. this is my birthright. This is this is the true litmus test of a good person, I think. This is a this is the this is the sta- this is the real uh what is that test called in Blade Runner? Oh the oh my god, why can't I think of it? The Voight Comp test. Voight Comp test, yes. Yeah. This is the true Voight contest. It's like you're sitting at a Chili's at 45th and Lamar in Austin. You're picking up a nacho and it has all of the cheese and meat and stuff. You're not sharing with your the person sitting next to you 
why is that? <laughs> and then they're, they're like, what's the problem with that? Immediately shot in the head. Immediately Deckard, as they say. <laughs> Immediately Decker, Decker did. Anyway, good morning, Primals. I'm the new Liver King. Right. John is the new Liver King. That is why he used the new Liver King salute. Good morning, Primals. It maybe has nothing to do with Transformers. It has, uh, I think you are right about Transformers. I do want to make it clear to everybody I am the new Liver King. Yes, of course, Liver King's name is tainted, so I am, of course, the imitation crab king. My diet protocol involves you eating three pounds of imitation crab meat a day. Uh, Every drink is replaced with a slurry of imitation crab meat and water uh, blended up in a Nutribullet. Uh, every time you go to sleep, you put a bolus of imitation crab meat in your mouth and tape your mouth shut. <laughs> and I swear, if you follow my protocol, you'll live longer, you'll be healthier, you'll lose a foot, <laughs> and you'll run faster than ever. All right. Well, that's good. Good information. Height, by the way, not you wouldn't lose a foot. Like the body part, but you will get a foot shorter. A whole foot shorter. And honestly, tall people, it's time. And you get way redder. Much more red. I do. I, there's a little bit of errata in what I said about Transformers, John. I, I need to correct this. We're going to get letters. We. I don't want to take this to the corrections, so I appreciate doing it live. Right. Uh, yeah, you know that very famous volume we publish after every single episode. The corrections. <laughs> yes, by um the person who d- Jonathan Franzen. Yes. Uh, so there, there's no such thing as primals in the Transformers universe. What I was thinking of, John, was Optimus Primal. Oh, Optimus Primal was a gorilla. He was a gorilla. Yes. Yes. He is a direct descendant. Of Optimus Prime, because apparently, I didn't know this, Beast Wars happens after Transformers. Wait, hold on. This kind of revelation, what do the Transformers evolve from? They're Um, not organic creatures. Who made them? No, I think they're, no, I think, I think they're, 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 what's the, they're, 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 oh, god damn it. They're naturally occurring cybernetics. Okay. They evolved from the computer chip, like we evolved from the single cell. Like we evolved from a computer chip. I understand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this shit. We gotta wait for Rise of the Beast to come out this ne- next year. Where, <clears throat> I'll just ask, is Optimus Prime's birth certificate? I, you know, I'm, I, I, was, I was against... This sort of move in politics, but when we first elected a giant robot that can transform into a truck to be the leader of Earth, I, I feel like I slid a little more to the spectrum of, I need to see his, his birth certificate. I'm starting to think he wasn't even born on Earth. The Transformers, Cybertronius Cybertronii, are a species of sentient living robot beings, mostly originating from the distant machine world of Cybertron. Could have told you the Cybertron part. 
Yeah, but yeah, they're naturally occurring. They're organic synthetics. Yeah, they are. Uh, their their technical term is Cybertronians. Uh, you oh pause as if I was going to have a comment there. I really don't. The many origin stories of the Transformers, why and how these shape-changing robots became the way they are, has been explored across a wide variety. This seems like it was written by an AI. I'm not going to read that. Yeah, okay. Let's just dump the whole segment. John, it's time for another World Cup date. I've got very sad news all around. Uh, There are no winners on the Zero Credits podcast. It was a massacre. Across the board. A a complete and utter, 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 a complete and utter bloodbath, if you will. In every sense of the word, people are dead now because we have lost. Uh, Every every team that this podcast likes, either for a bit or actually, has been destroyed. It's a shame. Yeah, starting, of course... With the USA's elimination by the Netherlands 3-1 to one last Saturday. And ending with... Um, oh, your teams were already out, weren't they? Ending yeah. with Japan's elimination on yesterday, which I guess was Monday. Uh, it, went to sh- it went to a shootout. And I have to say, I just gotta say now, the shootout ending is just the most... It's, it's not satisfying at all. I I have don't think I've ever actually watched a soccer game go to shootout. Like I've yeah. never witnessed that happen. I've witnessed it uh, twice: once for Japan, and then again for for Spain. Um, it's just it's not satisfying because you know ninety plus minutes of play actually with the overtime, a hundred and twenty minutes of play, reduced to five attempts at goal. And that's it. That's all you get. That's all they wrote. That's And then if you don't score, you're out. And then, boom, you're eliminated from the competition. Yeah, I. Uh, it was especially sad for the USA. But, of course, we, we lost with dignity. It's not like the Netherlands, uh, like, key score maker was out with a virus. It's not like we were playing a, a significantly weakened version of the Netherlands team or anything. Uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. So, yes, the teams that are still in as of this recording, we've got... Well, let's just go to the bracket, shall we? Uh, We've got the Netherlands facing off against Argentina, which is, of course, my dog's team. Of course, if your dog was on the podcast, we'd still have, as it were, a dog in this fight. Exactly. I still personally have a dog in the fight, but there's no dog in this podcast. So that's, that's the way it goes. Uh, and then we got Croatia, who beat Japan, facing off against Brazil, who beat North South Korea, not North Korea. Um, so honestly, I'm hoping Brazil just gets rid of Croatia for us. That would be interesting. And then uh, we got four more teams to cover facing off on Saturday. It's the 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 one of these knock down, drag out, you know, rivalries that go way back, John. Mm. It's 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 England versus France. Oh man, those two have been beefing for like so long. Right. This is one of those rivalries. I think we're gonna see a folding chair or two unfold. <laughs> we're gonna see a, a lot of signs in the crowd. 
Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be seeing a lot of lot of anger, a lot of you know, this is really just a continuation of the Hundred Years War. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I hear they've got something cooked up for World Cup Raw that's airing the night before the match. I you know, you gotta tune in to get all the plot lines and understand where the grudge is stemming from this time. It's pretty tough because you also need to uh, you need to subscribe to the FIFA network and watch all the demi reality shows that happen between the televised matches to really understand what's going on. Yeah, and the entire time you sort of ignore the fact that FIFA is run by corrupt and frankly lizard like people who are just in it for the money and don't care about the athletes at all. That's yeah, you actually... got to ignore the sexual misconduct <laughs> allegations on all sides. Yeah, and just the blatant regard for workers' rights. And yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, these were start, started out as a joke, but then it got more real. <laughs> <laughs> it's also amazingly true for, for both. Right. Uh, yeah. So England... I am I am looking oh. forward to um yes. to France jumping off the top of the cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That will be quite a feat. The flying high French, as they're called, because yeah. of their their flying antics. But of course we always forget that uh, England is the man who can never die. That is yes, that is also true. This stopped being uh, accurate to both wrestling and soccer at some point, uh, but for a I while wish, yeah. it was. To, to go on a completely weird tangent, I wish there was like a man who could never die, but he's just like a normal guy. Like he's not like <laughs> possessed by a demon or has like weird supernatural powers or anything. Like he's just he's basically John Cena, but with that line attached to him, and he's just like. Yeah, I, I can't die. <laughs> oh, I, well. <laughs> you know, this is almost like the anti-One Punch Man. Like, yeah. a, like a person who wins every conflict just because he can't lose, but that is the only quality about him. Right, yeah. Like, he it's, can't die, he can't lose, he doesn't fight back, but if yeah. you engage him, he will win. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't train, and he really, yeah, he doesn't fight back. He just can take a lot of damage. Like, like basically all of his opponents end up tiring themselves out and then falling over. Yeah, they just die of a heart attack or some weird thing befalls them. Yeah. Because they fight him for a year and a half. <laughs> no, that would be great. Like a match that is extended over the course of an entire season of Raw. <laughs> or whatever. That would, it's, that would, that would be great. <laughs> every yeah. every episode, it cuts back to this guy who's just like someone wearing like a blue moon t-shirt and cargo shorts. Just getting the shit absolutely kicked <laughs> out of him while the person is getting more and more tired. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's it's great because like the they're like they're they're about to introduce another match and <laughs> the guy who's been fighting the guy who can't die just like is fights him to the arena and fights like through security and onto the ring <laughs> like it's then, like no so we are ending this <laughs> and then someone accidentally knock knocks him out or or uh, or submits him and then the guy who can never die wins again. Yep. No. All right, I, that's it. Hire me, WWE. I got really great, really great ideas. All right, but that's yeah. The I heard English. they treat their writers real well. Yeah, it's great. 
Uh, that's the England and France match. And then the last match is uh, the bit of a dark horse. Uh, it's Morocco versus Portugal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in that, but I think Portugal's done really well this year. Yeah, they beat Switzerland 6-1 for their, their first elimination match. I keep saying this year, but apparently that's actually a pretty significant faux pas when talking about the World Cup, according to Europeans, because you're supposed to say this World Cup or this cup, because this year implies that the World Cup happens every year, apparently. That sounds like some semantic bullshit that I don't frankly care for. Hey, you know what? That's what the Americans are here for, baby. We are here to simplify your language and steal it. Rather than say, oh, Portugal's done well for themselves this cup, we say, Portugal good this year. (laughs) Portugal play good this year, this year being year of World Cup. (laughs) Next year, we see. (laughs) We will see next four (laughs) years. There we go. New measurement forum. Yeah. Uh, so that's the uh, cup date. Really, there's not much more going on. We just I'm going to pull for Argentina. John, do you want to pick a new team that's going to be Im- immediately, immediately disqualified? Oh, let's see. I can't do Brazil or Argentina. Because that's just not fair. Okay. Even though we all know. Um, you know what? Croatia. <laughs> Croatia it is. We'll see on Friday if Croatia can best Brazil in a match. Oh, shit. (laughs) A quarterfinal match. Oh, boy. Well, you know. We'll see. Here's my my rationale. Uh, The team that developed Sirius Sam is from Croatia, and that's it. Oh, cool. That's really all. That's all I get going for me as far as Croatia knowledge. That guy fights aliens and doesn't afraid of anything. He doesn't afraid of anything. Who are you picking, Henry? I am going to back the dog in the fight I have. That's right. We will be rooting for England. Oh, England and an England Argentina household. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just I wanted to throw a curveball. I mean, I am going to be rooting for Argentina, but I felt like saying it out loud on the podcast would jinx it. So England will win. Yeah, and no matter what, no matter what we're saying right here, Argentina's going to win. Oh my god, going to take would you it all this? home. Oh, oh they're going to do so well. You and your dog will be so happy. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> Soccer or what we're doing? What we're doing. Uh, listen, it's you can't also back Argentina because if, then, if they lose, you and your dog have got to go. Right, that's true. So I will back the country of England where my dogs are from. Yes, we... Uh, by the way, I, I this has been asked why Leo doesn't have a team. Uh, Leo, of course, is uh, Henry's dog's brother, who is our dog. Who's been asking about this? Many people, a lot of people have been asking on Parlor and uh, Hive oh, Social. Forgot I'm not on Parlor. And uh, the answer is that uh, Leo is too stupid <laughs> to understand or enjoy soccer. It's so mean to your dog. But he does consider uh, Magnus Carlsen to be the greatest chess player of all time. <laughs> 
Well, it's great he has a hobby. Your dog and Magnus Carlson. <laughs> yeah, both they both they both have hobbies. Honestly, Magnus takes a little bit more seriously than Leo does. He also thinks paper towels are delicious. Yeah, Deli loves eating napkins lately. I don't know what that's about. He's he's always loved uh, eating paper towels. He's also had horrible diarrhea lately, which we won't talk about on the podcast. But uh, not been getting a lot of sleep due to the dog having horrible diarrhea. He's getting better. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad he's getting better. White rice and chicken broth work miracles. And that wraps up our World Cup date this week. <laughs> Uh, next week we'll have even more. Wait, let me. How do the brackets work? Okay, yeah. So next week we'll have the results of the semifinals. Yes, uh, Croatia's oh. going to go all the way. Just saying, right here. Uh, something about a weekly podcast and covering an event that happens more than once a week is very funny to me. I mean, what's the alternative? Daily podcast? No, thank you. No, we're not NPR. No, God, no. They won't hire me. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> I set that up like I had a segue. Uh, I know that we don't do corrections necessarily we on this podcast. We already did it tonight. We already did it earlier. We did but the, the whole th- thing. I was going to say the theme of this episode, I think, is going to be corrections. Oh, you're finally going to admit your name is Joan. Or rather, it's actually an extension of our uh, of our long-running segment. That's right, we had it last week. A follow-up to a conversation we had one to three weeks ago. <laughs> okay, I love these. We get to revisit a topic we've already talked about with new developments, as though what we're covering is a living, breathing thing and not a dead thing. It's not a dead thing. 85%, I think 85.61% of the world's population experienced darkness today. Night happened? Night happened to so many people. That's not what I'm talking about. That's right. I'm talking about, once again, AI-generated content. A hobby horse that I just can't get off of. Nay, nay. Nay, Henry. Wait, wait, was 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 that part about the hobby horse and the name? Was that AI written? Nay, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Henry, John. I think you remember that we were talking maybe last week. I don't remember, uh, but we were talking about the increasingly uh, useless nature of search-based. Uh, internet interactions like if you're trying to find information searching for it on a search engine is increasingly meaningless because of the ability to generate medium and long form text using things like gpt3 does that ring a bell to you yes it does Uh, and i jokingly said uh well first i factually said that a lot of uh Websites like Quora and probably Yahoo Answers and even WikiHow are experiencing an explosion in AI-generated articles and answers to the point that it's almost impossible to even wring useful information out of those platforms. Then I jokingly said that there needs to be a version of Stack Overflow, of course, the, the very famous bulletin board 
Uh, the very famous and useful bulletin board, typically for technical questions, usually coding-related questions or computer science questions or math questions. There needs to be a version of that for everything else because at least Stack Overflow is safe. Until now. Unfortunately, until now. Oh, no, it's happening. Uh, So this comes from The Verge. Uh, AI-generated answers temporarily banned on coding Q&A site Stack Overflow. People have been using OpenAI's chatbot ChatGPT to flood the site with AI responses, but Stack Overflow's mods say these have a high rate of being incorrect. Well, that's not... That's not the point of Stack Overflow. It is not the point of Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow, the go-to question and answer site for coders and programmers, has temporarily banned users from sharing responses generated by AI chatbot ChatGPT. The site's mod said that the ban was temporary and that a final ruling would be made sometime in the future after consultation with its community. But, as the mods explained, ChatGPT simply makes it too easy for users to generate responses and flood the site with answers that seem correct at first glance, but very often are wrong on close examination. A quick aside, ChatGPT is the newest product of the OpenAI R&D company. Essentially, this is trying to uh, solve GPT-3's short-form text generation issue by making it transactional so it answers questions and replies to statements uh, and in fact updates information based on what you tell it uh, it's it's pretty clever it's actually very fun to play around with uh, but the kind of core problem I think with AI is that the people who are very into AI are the worst kind of people which is to say uh, unimaginative people right. and typically uh, AI becomes If these idiots have a hammer in the form of AI, everything becomes a nail. So these people probably think that they're being helpful or they think that they're leveraging technology in some useful way by flooding Stack Overflow with these questions. But they're just ruining like one of the few genuinely good platforms for information out there. It's a real bummer. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, of course, if you create if you create something that helps you stop thinking, you're going to want to use it to think less. <laughs> like you said, if you if you have an AI hammer, everything looks like a non AI nail until you make the AI nail for your AI hammer to hammer. I mean, this is true. So if you look in the landscape of people who are the most excited about AI, you, which AI is it's dumb. That is a, a dumb name for it. it. It is unfortunate that that is what it gets stuck with. It's not AI. It's it's actually kind of cybernetics, really. But if you look at the people who are most excited about this field, you get two camps, which is genuine academics who develop this stuff, which, you know, fair play, <laughs> be excited about the things you build. They are exciting in that context. And then you get people who are... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, unimaginative uh, grifters and idiots uh, who have never had an original idea and think that AI is the solution to that. And those people far outnumber the academics. They're they're giving this technology a real bad name, uh, and they are causing it to proliferate in places it was never even really meant to go. Have you tried Lensa, Henry? 
Uh, I've downloaded it, but I didn't. I don't know. You have to pay for it. You will. You have to pay for it twice. It's it's pretty ingenious because they make you sign up for a free trial. Everyone's going to forget that. And in addition, once they realize this whole magic avatar thing they generate is uh, in in high demand, then they start charging you for the magic avatars. Right. Uh, so they're almost certainly making money hand over fist because it's it's very popular right now. And the take that I typically see from people who are using something like Lensa is that AI-generated art's really dangerous for artists, potentially, but it's also ethically gray because it's trained using existing pictures and information created by actual artists. So it's kind of like a weird... uh, charitably collage condemningly plagiarism machine uh, and 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 that's fair but i think that uh, a lot of people are starting to generate these things and then generate some real unfortunate opinions about like oh so ai is actually becoming better than human artists which is which is truly nonsense uh, i think I, ai text generators are an incredibly interesting development in technology john it's amazing to think that computers can generate coherent writing with no human input. I'm sure this technology will improve over time and become even more powerful in the future. I'm looking forward to seeing how AI text generators will be used in various applications. Wow, that was the most natural response I've ever heard, Henry. What do you think of AI-generated art? Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I think AI-generated art is really fascinating. It's amazing <laughs> to see how machines... <laughs> Sorry, this is my own opinion. Uh, it's amazing to see how machines can create artwork with their own unique style and expressiveness. AI art is a great example of how machines are becoming more creative and capable of expressing themselves. I'm excited to see how this technology will continue to evolve and be used in the future. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Once again, another totally human, believable, short-form response. Henry, I just got one more question for you. All right, John, I'm ready to answer. Uh, did George Washington have big old titties? <laughs> okay, uh, I've been thinking about this. No, George Washington did not have big old titties. <laughs> very simple, very succinct response. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also... This is... God. Uh, <clears throat> I also have a joke for you. Uh-huh. Why did the duck go to the dentist? Uh, why did the duck go to the dentist, Henry? To get his bill fixed. Oh, that's really funny and normal. Yeah, because his bill at the dentist was wrong. His bill? Yeah, no, I totally get it. That's a very normal, funny human joke. Henry, why don't you try asking me a, asking me a couple normal human questions? All right, John, I do have a follow-up uh, question. Because you said this isn't AI. It's, in fact, or, or closer to cybernetics. So my question for you is, what is the difference between AI and cybernetics? That is a really good question, Henry. In fact, let me let me think about this and then give you a very normal human response. I'm still thinking about it. It's 
might take a little while. The old brain's firing up. AI and cybernetics are related but distinct fields of study. Network error. <laughs> Did you disappear? Oh, no. The AI told me the podcast broke. Oh, that's good. That's great. That's great. Amazing. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and we're still recording. Okay, just have to, you know, think about this, firing up the old normal, natural human brain for a second here. Just, uh, just gonna think about this. Uh, too many requests. <laughs> too many requests cannot be used at this time. An error occurred. Either the engine you requested does not exist, or there was another issue processing your request. If this issue persists, please contact us through our help center. Hold on, hold on. Just the very normal human brain. Very normal human brain is thinking AI and cybernetics are two related and distinct fields of study. AI or artificial intelligence refers to the development of computer systems that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, such as learning, problem solving, and decision making. Cybernetics, on the other hand, is the study of systems that use feedback to control their own behavior, often through the use of computers or other electronic devices. Maybe... Maybe I was wrong, but I'm glad my natural human brain told me the difference. Yes. All right. Thank you for for answering that question. In response to that question, uh, I have a follow-up joke. Mm, of course. Uh, yes. Uh, here we go. Here's the joke. Hold on. It is quite the roller coaster. I understand your natural human brain has to think about this for a while. No, no, I got this. Uh, David and Matilda had been married for several years and were enjoying a pleasant evening together. However, David had been working late and was feeling a little frustrated. When Matilda asked him what was wrong, he snapped at her. Why can't you understand? I'm tired from working all day. <laughs> Matilda, being a horse, was naturally confused. She asked, what does that have to do with me? At this, David roared in, a in anger. You don't understand anything. All you do is eat and sleep. Matilda was taken aback by David's outburst and responded, Well, that's because I'm a horse. David, realizing his mistake, quickly apologized, and the two laughed off the incident. In the end, David and Matilda were able to resolve their disagreement and enjoyed a peaceful evening together. Wow, that's that's such a that's such a normal funny joke. I like the part of the joke that all jokes have a denouement, where <laughs> the action comes to a close and then we wrap it up. I like the part that's in every joke where someone is a horse and has surprisingly little to do with what goes on. Yeah, and that might have something to do with the fact that while I was thinking up this joke, John. I typed. <laughs> I know you thought. You thought. I thought. I thought the same sentence beginning twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Henry. Gonna, yeah. What's up? I, I. Is there some kind of, you know, just just to prove that Stack Overflow is right for for banning. AI generated responses. I, I would just like to know, is is there any like task that you've been meaning to do that you need some guidance on that I, a human, can help you with? Yes. In fact, if you could do this for me, uh, can I get a a like a procedural step-by-step -step guide to making an award-winning podcast? 
Oh, to making an award-winning podcast? Yes. Hold on, let me go ahead and think about that with my natural human brain. Sure, here are some of the general steps you can follow to create an award-winning podcast. Choose a topic that you're passionate about and that will be interesting in... Choose a... (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Choose a topic that you're passionate about and that will be interesting to your target audience. This will help you stay motivated and engaged throughout the process. Research your topic thoroughly and gather all the information and materials you will need. This will help you create a well-informed and engaging podcast. Choose a format and structure for your podcast. These are hard to follow. Hold on. Let me let me go ahead and think a couple more tips. <laughs> let me think a couple more tips. Yes. Is this good? I've got I mean I've got another joke. Oh please, I'd I'd love another joke while I think. All right, while you think. I've got another joke, and I think you're really going to see that the set that I'm planning has a bit of a theme, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. So be prepared to laugh, because this is where the punchlines are really going to be flying, all right? Please. David and Matilda had been married for several years, and although David was a duck (laughs) and Matilda a horse, they made a great couple. One day, however, they got into an argument about who should do the dishes, Matilda argued that due to her size, she should not be expected to do them, whereas David felt that it was his job as the husband. The argument quickly escalated, and soon the two were shouting at each other. Matilda, fed up with David's stubbornness, reminded him that she was a horse and he a duck, (laughs) Uh Uh and that size should not be a factor in determining who should do the dishes. David, realizing his mistake, quickly apologized, and the two were able to resolve their disagreement. In the end, they decided to share the chores and enjoy a peaceful evening together. Uh, <laughs> I, there, there's always a peaceful evening together, I notice. Yes, uh, that's a theme. I think comedy should heal not only us, but the subjects of the joke. Yeah, no, we we need to make sure that we feel good at the end of the joke and we know that everyone was okay. Right, exactly. Hold on, I'm I'm okay. Here here we go. So I've got some more podcast tips for you. All right. Uh, title The Adventures of Mr. Ed. Opening scene. We see a beautiful white ranch with a fence and a stable in the background. A handsome horse named Mr. Ed is standing in a paddock, munching on some hay. He looks up and speaks directly to the camera. Mr. Ed, hello there. My name is Mr. Ed, and I'm the star of this show. I live on this ranch with my owner, a lovable but clumsy guy named Wilbur. Wilbur is a bit of a klutz, but I always try to help him out and make him look good. Let's see what kind of hijinks we'll get into today. Scene one, Wilbur is in the stable, trying to clean up Mr. Ed's stall. He accidentally spills a bucket of hay all over himself and slips on a pile of hay. Mr. Ed rolls his eyes and shakes his head. Mr. Ed, Wilbur, 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 you're never careful. (laughs) You're never careful. (laughs) Wilbur, I'm sorry, Mr. Ed, I didn't mean to not be careful. Mr. Ed, it's all right, my friend, just be more careful next time. Maybe wear a mop on your head, it will save you a lot of trouble. Scene two. Wilbur is outside. 
These are some great tips. Uh, so I, I, I get it. I get it's a metaphor. I should be as confident as a talking horse. Wilbur is outside trying to fix a fence that Mr. Ed has accidentally destroyed. Mr. Ed is standing nearby watching him struggle. Wilbur, ugh, this fence is giving me such a headache. I wish I had your strength, Mr. Ed. <laughs> what is happening? Mr. Ed, you don't need my strength, Wilbur. You just need brains and maybe a little bit oh. of a horse sense. I get Wilbur, it. Horse sense. What the? What's that, Mister Ed? It's the ability to solve problems like a horse with your hooves. All right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh, you got. You can't force it. You got to use common sense and your your natural given talents and strength. That it's a metaphor. Use your hooves hooves to 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 really make the podcast good. Yes, and that scene has one last bit of, uh, (laughs) that podcast scene has one last bit of dialogue, which is, Mr. Ed, just another day on the ranch, folks. Tune in next time for more laughs and horse. (laughs) Wait, if that was not the real (laughs) sign-off. More laughs and horse. (laughs) More laughs and horse. Uh, Oh. Oh. I'm I'm actually getting some breaking news, John, if I can interrupt with a, a breaking news bulletin. Please. All right, John, uh, this is a very serious situation. Uh, On the evening of April 17th, officers were dispatched to the address of David and Matilda. (laughs) What's happening? A married couple. (laughs) I can can do this, damn it. On the evening of April 17th, officers were dispatched to the address of David and Matilda, a married couple consisting of a a married couple. (laughs) I can do this. Hold on, hold on, John. I'm getting I'm getting word that we're breaking in with a news story uh-huh. uh, on the on the evening of April 17th. Officers were dispatched to the address of David and Matilda, a married couple consisting of a duck and a horse. Upon arrival, officers were met by a concerned neighbor who reported hearing <laughs> a loud argument coming from the couple's residence. <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> no, I believe in you. Um. Um. Officers proceeded to the residence and knocked on the door. After a few moments, the door opened and David answered. It's, it's, it's not. Uh, it's not even funny. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get through it. <laughs> okay. Whew. After a few moments, the door opened and David answered. David explained that he and his wife had gotten into an argument about who should do the dishes. <laughs> uh-huh. Officers observed that the couple seemed to be having a heated argument and noticed that Matilda seemed particularly agitated. After calming the situations, officers (laughs) spoke to both David and Matilda separately. (laughs) Matilda. (laughs) Once again, a horse, to be clear. Matilda is a horse. Yes. Matilda explained that David had been accusing her of not doing her share of the chores due to her size. (laughs) (laughs) 
and, and that had caused her to become angry. David apologized and explained that he had not to make Matilda feel belittled. After calming the situation, officers gave a verbal warning that the couple was sent on their way. I wonder what happens next. I don't know. Why was that so hard to read? Once again, this is a duck and a horse. Yes. To be clear. A duck named David and a horse named Matilda. Yeah. All right. I think that's all I can handle. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, my stand-up is too powerful for even yeah, myself to read. That is uh, that is too too good. That oh, I hope that's good content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's it's great content because it's no it's real breaking news, and those were real jokes you told about a real duck and a real horse. Yes, uh, yeah, David and Matilda. Shout out to David and Matilda, close personal friends of the podcast, and. Uh, <laughs> Real people that exist. Yeah, definitely real people that exist. Yeah, I wouldn't dream of of just plugging. I don't look these 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 stack overflow people who are just typing in prompts and getting answers and using that as content just sicken me. Yeah, how dare they use a chatbot to generate content for their own ends rather than be imaginative creative people exactly exactly i mean it just we are out here on the front lines of content creation every night creating content doing the work putting the time in and doing shortcuts like typing into a little prompt and getting a response just undercuts and undermines everything we stand for (laughs) yeah i mean i just like to think that uh, everyone would be able to to hear how naturally we thought about these things with our natural minds and how quickly we responded and, and normally too, and, and know that this is uh, coming from a brain. A brain, yes. An actual human fleshy brain surrounded by liquid membrane, a blood brain barrier, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is what is required to have such elucidating commentary on where we are today it's not something you can just phone in you know yeah no absolutely not i have no idea where to go from there (laughs) yeah i I was thinking of doing one more beat but honestly i don't know if we can top it so uh, i look look just use your brain people use your brains just use your brains no matter what never use an ai because we wouldn't no, we would wouldn't even dream of that. How do you spell segue? <laughs> it's a S E G W A Y. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, vamp for time. Uh, I'm hold on, hold on. I'm going to vamp for time. I just need to think. <laughs> I just need to think of how I'm going to vamp for time. Hold on, my natural mind is thinking about how I'm going to vamp for time, and uh, I couldn't think of anything. All right, well, thank you. 
Uh, sorry, I just had to process a little bit this segue that I'm about to about to perform. You perform segues, right? Yeah, no, very yeah. normal. Uh, AI has become increasingly prevalent in our lives from text generators to self-driving cars, and now we're seeing it being used in unexpected places, such as in the recent announcement from Facebook that it will be pulling news articles from its platform. So let's dive into the implications of this decision and what it could mean for the future of technology. Oh, that seems uh, that seems like a segue. That did, didn't it? Uh, yes, uh, I do have to... If we could dip into our corrections segment, uh, the company's name is no longer Facebook. It's Meta. I don't know why. I, I misspoke. I apologize. Eh, natural minds make mistakes sometimes. Exactly. Uh, so, it, yes, this is in context of a new media bill that is threatening to be passed in Congress uh, that would outline basically news aggregators paying the sources of the articles they allow to be aggregated on their websites. Wait, run that by me one more time? So you know how face you know how people post a lot of news articles to Facebook? Mm-hmm. Uh, a new bill in uh, a new bill in Congress prepared wow. My brain isn't working right for some reason. <laughs> oh no, your your normal human brain? I think this is what's what happens when you yes. use the normal human brain too much. Uh, so yes, the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, uh, which aims th- is a proposal aimed at making it easier for news organizations to negotiate collectively with companies like Alphabet's Google and uh, Meta's Facebook. Uh, In response to this bill being proposed, Meta is threatening to remove news from the platform altogether. You know, I maybe not the worst thing in the world. I kind of see it as a win-win for both sides, really. I mean, uh, I don't know the last time I went to Facebook for news, and I feel like if people go to Facebook for news they're not the kind of people you'd want to be easily swayed by news that would show up on facebook yes exactly now now <clears throat> congress might not be acting in good faith it's it's not as though they're they're trying to protect the people of america or anything like that um but who is this the news media alliance a trade group representing newspapers publishers is urging Congress to add the bill to the defense bill, arguing that local papers cannot afford to endure several more years of big tech's use and abuse and time to take action is dwindling. If Congress does not act soon, we risk allowing social media to become America's de facto local newspaper. I, uh... Yeah. uh I don't know. I I genuinely feel like the the previous segment has completely destroyed my ability to think. Kind of me too. Um, I I have no idea what happened. Like I something has happened to my mind because of what yeah. we just did, and yes. I'm trying to understand what happened. Complicated thought right now is very hard. Uh, I I. I Maybe we scrap this entire segment because I'm not entirely sure what it's saying. <laughs> we like you're saying we things. You're saying things, and I genuinely am not processing <laughs> what you're saying. And I don't know what happened, and I'm actually kind of scared. 
I think we broke our brains. I think this, this is it. Has never happened to me before. This, this is, is how the machines win. We we keep we keep telling them to write us jokes about a duck named David <laughs> and a horse named Matilda, and we read them out loud, and it breaks our brain. I I truly have no idea what happened. I I think we I think we just got to pull the rip cord. I think yeah. we just got to get out of here. Uh, yes. Before we go, just to wrap up that last segment, I'm just. I, I'm. Uh, I just want to know. Oh, are you te- thinking again? <laughs> is technology bad? Yeah, this is an important coda for this podcast. I think. I try. I, nothing has happened. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, good. I got an answer, John. Of randomly asking, is technology bad? Uh, asking your mind. Yeah, and here's what my mind says. Uh, technology is neither good nor bad. It all depends on how it is used. Technology can be used for great things, like improving communication and increasing access to information, but it can also be used to cause harm. <laughs> Ooh. It is, it's important to consider the potential impl- implications of technology and use it responsibly. Uh, yeah, I, I can vouch for the harm part because I think our brains are just permanently dead. Yeah, I don't know that it improved communication, to be honest with you. My ability to communicate feels at an all-time low. Yeah, uh, I we can never do this again. <laughs> no, this, this, this was a one-time thing. I, I was not kidding when I said that the way that I feel right now actually scares me, and I do not know what happened. We, it's what happens when, uh, th- th- I think we're, we are... We are, I think, look, this is what happens when the singularity is is on the event horizon. The, bra- the, the machines supplicate our brains to the point where we can no longer tell our thoughts from their thoughts. We thought it was going to be this uploading of consciousness. No, it's a supplication of the human brain by technology. All right, Robert Heinlein. I don't know um, who that is, and I refuse to learn. I wonder, you know, I said that the people who are most interested in AI are the least imaginative, least thinky people. Maybe the AI made them that way. Oh, no. They just, they kept going down the rabbit hole of technology and having their brains subtly supplicated by by super thinky computers to the point where they could only imagine the future using those computers. So they stopped thinking for themselves and started thinking about how to make the computers even better to the point where the computers were all there was. There was no more brains. I'm Robert Heine Hermione. What do you <laughs> I'm Robert Hermione. <laughs> you know what? I'm 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 doing it right now. I'm pulling the plug. I'm throwing that Apple II into that giant screen with the talking person on it. Like that Apple ad from the eighties. I'm I'm destroying the machines. I'm unplugging. I'm off the dome. Gonna do the social media plugs. Wait, hold on. What's the point of that ad? They wanted us to throw computers at other screens. Yeah, I think that was it. I think they wanted us to wear underwear and throw computers at movie theaters. We have to wear underwear now. Yeah, unfortunately, if oh, you're in the eighties. Thanks, Stephen Jobs. Apple ruins everything. <laughs> wow, we've got no hope, no cash, and no jobs. Hope to God nothing happens to Kevin Bacon. And if you hope nothing happens to Kevin Bacon, he's in plane trains and automobiles for like 15 seconds. 
If you want nothing to happen to Kevin Bacon, uh, you can reach out to us. One of the ways you can reach out to us is on the uh, $8 Hell Site Twitter by sending a tweet. Type it up, Elon. Type it up. You can type it up and send it to at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which I believe my good natural friend Henry knows what that stands for. This does not appear to be an acronym or an abbreviation for anything. (laughs) Uh, That ain't the truth. If you want to send us your short, medium, or long-form auto-generated text, you can do so to our email address, which is email at zerocredits.net. Something should be happening with that website, I believe. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, you probably found it on some podcast service or the dark web. I'll sell you MDMA for $12. I won't. Parody. Uh, But if you found our podcast service, I'm sure that we're on additional podcast services. We're on Spotify, Podchaser, Apple Muse, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods. We're on all of them. If you found us your friends can find us too leaving a review strange mid-rhyme leaving us a review there uh can help people learn about the podcast but the best way for people to learn about the podcast is for you to tell them with your little mouth now that we're all out there in the world we're talking we're having a good time we're dancing around we're breathing on people breathing back and forth breathe at your friends about the podcast and how good it is because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell people with your breath, whisper in their ears while they sleep, spray them with those particles and our podcast will get better. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits Podcast Studios, we want to say thank you for joining us on this journey of exploring technology and the impact it has on our lives. We also want to, we also want to give a special shout out to David. <laughs> I can do it. Uh-huh. We also want to give a special shout out to David and Matilda, a married couple. <laughs> Why is this so funny? We also want to give a special shout out to David and Matilda. A married married couple consisting of a duck and a horse. Who <laughs> remind us that anything is possible. Until next time. <laughs> uh goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>
Witnesses report seeing the two animals causing a disturbance at a local park where they were repeatedly quacking and neighing loudly, disturbing the peace. <laughs> According to police reports, David and Matilda had been drinking and were heavily intoxicated. <laughs> 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 had been drinking and were heavily intoxicated. <laughs> the rest. They were taken into custody and are currently being held at the county jail until they can sober up. The community is in shock over the incident, <laughs> as both David. David and Matilda have long been known as friendly and well-behaved animals who would never cause violence. <laughs> Many are calling for stricter regulations on alcohol among animals. <laughs> as the investigation continues, authorities are urging any information, any witnesses with information about the incident to come forward. It remains unclear at this time what charges the two animals may face. <laughs> Uh, it's hard right it's hard to get through <laughs> it's really hard to get through the serious ones 